you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. It's a Monday edition. DJ Bucky Rhett back with you. And uh, guys, in uh, I want to know, be honest. We all had things yep. to do Saturday night. We were all busy traveling, yep. doing different things. Uh, show of hands, who uh, who stayed up to watch the Colorado, Colorado State game to the middle of the night? Oh, my God. Like all, all of us, yeah, all of us, all, like, yep. all, like, all of us, like like all in. I uh, I, not only about the game. So here, here's what I'm saying, like because I know you guys probably know Jeremy Bloom has already started this fund, so they can do the extension oh, yeah. for for Prime. He put in a hundo, right? He put a hundred yeah. grand in every every week is now an infomercial for Colorado. I'm waiting for my daughter yeah. to be like, "Hey, Dad, I think I'm gonna apply to Colorado." Like, yeah, yeah, because, exactly. like it's kind of like it's kind of like the end thing. Like I'm finding yep. myself like, "Hey, you know, like." It's nice and all this. Well, good God, the yeah. celebrities. Let, let me tell you guys. Everywhere. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was I mean, look, you know, uh, Wheezy's leading the, the team out. Like, come on. Like, it's <laughs> nobody in college football. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, like, it's it ridiculous. The Rock so, was there. Right, here's, here's the other thing. All right. I come at this from a good husband point of view. Okay. Because I had just taken... Kana and the boys to Indiana with me to watch the IU Louisville game. They came. Lost. We were on the yep. way back. K- 
Kana is thank you. Uh, congratulations. Great Wait a congratulations. Great, stop. Great effort in the second half. Going to be yeah. better. Back to 500 this yep. week. Uh, there you go. Kana is a Colorado State alum. So oh, she went to Colorado right. State. And so we're on the plane back. Uh, so we had connected in Detroit and we're flying back. And so we catch the entire game, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm looking at this from a good husband point of view. I'm like, this broadcast is, I mean, like, do they even know that Colorado slanted. State's playing? Yeah, it was no. all Colorado. Yeah, we yeah. don't need, come on, they, they're just a foil. We don't need them. We don't want yeah. them to win. I mean, like, <laughs> I understand it. I understand the allure. I understand like everything that's going on is very exciting, but come on, there's kids over there too now. No, (laughs) this was a buck buck. We're, uh, I know we had similar childhoods. You know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of like a Saturday morning and it was (laughs) this match between Jimmy Superfly Snooker and Bill Bill Smith. (laughs) I'm inside the Washington generals over here or whatever. Come yeah, on. We don't care about that. We came to see the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. I don't care who <laughs> he's going against. Please. Like, hey, I want to see my guy hit him with the, uh, hit him people's elbow, all, all of that, the atomic <laughs> elbow drop. I want, I don't, look, I get that. And I'm excited that you're doing the good husband thing. Like, I understand that. Like, I'm with that. Like, <sighs> hey, the Rams put up Rams, a good fight, they, man. They, they actually gave us a good we game because everyone was talking about the blowout and all that. So Tight ends a player. So I'm, it was great. And I was, but I'm sitting there like, hey, minute, are they going to lose to Colorado State? I might have to stay up and figure out how, how, how the I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, the network executives were gripping watching that, I can promise you. Oh, my God. Because he is ratings gold. And the longer they can ride that gravy train, the better yeah. for everybody. So they were, I yeah. bet you they were a little bit nervous. And Colorado took their foot off the gas a little bit late. And, and that was enough. And Shooter did a nice job getting him down the field. But hey, look, that's college football. We usually save college football for later in the week, but I had to find out. Uh, top of the episode, if you guys were in with, in with me, because I'm sitting there looking at the clock going, go to bed, you moron. What are you doing? You got to be up in like uh, four or five hours. Why are you awake <laughs> in Nashville watching this game? I, I couldn't turn it off. I couldn't. Yeah. TV. couldn't. Uh, so, but we were all in the same, in the same boat there. Um, all right. We're going to do our games here. We always take eight games and try and uh, dig into them. I'll, I'll start us off here, boys, uh, with the first one, the one I was at. The Chargers dropped to 0-2. They lose on the road against the Titans. It was a come-from-behind win. Uh, for Tennessee on their side of things. Ryan Tannehill did what he always does against the Chargers. He plays well against them. This is a big week for him coming off last week. Mm-hmm. You needed to see him show some signs of life. This is a team that kind of under the radar lost eight games in a row. Uh, lost their last yeah. seven last year and then and then the opener this year. So he needed a performance and he had one. He was 20-24, 246. He ran one in on an option, which was a pretty slick play, and then had to had a touchdown pass. Derrick Henry, eighty yards, you know, wasn't anything that you know blew you away. I thought the Chargers did a pretty decent job against him, but this game came down to two things. Number one, it was explosive plays. Um, those were the touchdown drives for the Titans. The Chargers defense, I think, had five sacks. They played well, uh, got after it. Bosa had two, but they gave up two home run balls, and their home run balls were you're rushing four, dropping seven. Yeah. And they're in seven-man protection, running two-man routes, three if you want to count the back leaking out late. Like, you can't give up home run balls in that situation. So you gave up big plays. That was the number one reason. And then the number two reason was you have dumb penalties. You had two personal fouls on third downs where you're off the field that results in a scoring drive. So, Buck, I'll go to you on this one. It just feels like when you're you're playing one-possession games, and Mm -hmm. so many of these games are one-possession games, I feel like it's these details. It's last week if you're the Chargers and you have uh, you have Jasir Taylor on Tyreek Hill on the biggest third down late in the game with no help and you lose. 
And this week on two of the biggest downs late in the game, uh, you have DeAndre Hopkins, their best wide receiver, on a Loey Gilman, your safety with 12 yards of cushion and and no help. And that's where the ball goes. Like you can't like those are details. Mm-hmm. And in a league where there's so many one possession games, I feel like, man, it's that's what it comes down to. It's those details. And and get hats off to, to Vrabel and the Titans. They they got a win. They, they did get a win. And it, so one thing, uh Mike Vrabel and the Titans is underdogs. 23 wins when they've been the underdog going into a game. Like, he yeah. does a great job of making every game a close one, even when he's overmatched. Does a great job of kind of finding a way to kind of win the little margins that put tilts the game in his team's favor. But as you talk about with the Chargers, and you talk about the league really being a one-score league, because most of the games are decided by eight points or fewer. And it's about turnovers. It's about penalties, pre-snap, and foolish yeah. penalties, and big plays allowed. And, DJ, you talked about the trifecta. If you turn it over, you give up the big plays. And if you have dumb penalties, uh, unsportsmanlike penalties and those things, you're going to lose games. And what the Titans do, because Vrabel comes from that Patriots way thing, like they kind of wait for you to implode. And if you yeah. if you give it to them, they'll take it because they're always in range. And the thing that's troubling, if you're the Chargers right now, like you're looking up in the division already. Like you're looking up at mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs and the Kansas City Chiefs because they – came down to Jacksonville and, and do what they, they do. They continue to win. Is <laughs> Are you ever going to close the gap on them by being more buttoned up than they are? Because I can't mm-hmm. say that the Chiefs are the most buttoned up team, but when they have a quarterback like that, he can help them skip steps. The Chargers have to be more down in and buttoned up to win those games, and they can't give away a game that everyone would say that they're supposed to beat the Titans. You can't yeah. give those games away because they, it costs you down the stretch. Yeah, I, I would just give some credit to Ryan Tannehill, as, as you kind of did there at the top, Deej. I mean, this is a guy who was you know, kind of left for dead last week, you know, yeah. with the multi-interception game oh, down I, in I was New sitting Orleans. there thinking if this goes bad, at the, like we might see somebody else in the second half of this game. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I, I and I, I don't know that that you're wrong there, but I think look credit to Mike Vrabel, um, you know credit to to that offensive staff for getting Ryan Tannehill in some positions, you know where he felt comfortable. Twenty twenty four, you know, against anybody is pretty dang good, you know, to be that efficient with the football, um, and uh, and then you know you've got Derrick Henry to eat some clock too, and then you know using to, you know it was only the one carry, but it ends up going for the touchdown, run a little triple option like it was a sweet I, you know, play. I, I love, I love having that in your bag, you know, especially with an athlete like Tannehill. He's got the wheels, use them. And so I just I just thought that it was nice to see a team, you know, back up their their quarterback that's kind of gone through some trials and tribulations here the last state games now and and comes back out and sees the fruits of the labor. So uh, credit to the Titans, certainly. And I think the Chargers got to be a lot better in third down, too. My goodness, you got to find a way to extend some drives there. Yeah, no, it was that was. Yeah, it was not great. That was a big key to the game. They didn't finish drives yeah. down in the red zone, and they weren't great on third down. Uh, Buck, yeah. where we're, uh, why don't you jump in and t- tell us uh, about your ball game you had with the Jags, uh, a tough one against the Chiefs. Yeah, tough one against the Chiefs, but here's what I'll say about the Kansas City Chiefs. As long as they have their big three, they're always going to be in the title hunt. Their big three is Pat Mahomes, Chris Jones, and Travis Kelsey. And in watching this game, man, the Chiefs did not bring their A game. This was a team that was kind of sputtering on offense for most of the day. The the Jaguars got three turnovers, had a plus two advantage in the takeaway thing, but yet the Chiefs found a way at the end of the half to go ahead. And the reason why is because the Jaguars could not get it going because Chris Jones was unblockable. And what Steve Spagnuolo did, because, DJ, let me tell you, one, you have the better job right now in terms of you're in the booth, I'm on the field. 
It was a hundred. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine how hot it was. It was a hundred and twenty-two degrees. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on, Bucky. Because uh, did you see Baldy down there? Did you happen to see Baldy? I didn't. Can you guys? Oh, is he soaked? Look at the oh, sweat. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, he's sweat. soaked through. Oh, hey, <laughs> that's that's strong. Hey, Baldy, so- you were getting after it down there on the field. I appreciate it. You were down there in the heat. Oh but so- man, I, I so I get. I feel your pain, Buck. So I had to find a tent. In the middle of the second quarter, it's so hot. I was like, man, where's the tent at? I need to like just kind of cool out for a minute. So to think about how hot it was for me, and I'm thinking about Chris Jones, who hadn't been in training camp, hadn't practiced. I'm like, there's yeah. no way this dude's going to log these snaps and be a dominant player. Oh, no. Chris Jones showed up. And what they did, Steve Spagnuolo said, hey, guy, it's Diller's choice. You get to line up wherever you want to line up, over any lineman you want to line up, and have your turn. So walk a little. You get a turn, and uh, Antoine Harrison, and you get a turn. Oh, Brandon Scherf, you're struggling a little bit. You get a little bit of this. And within the first drive, he had a sack. He had pressures. He was all over the place. And what he did is he opened it up for George Karloftis to get it going. And so their defense played well. Now, Travis Kelsey on offense, he couldn't move around. He he was limited. But what he did is he gave Pat Mahomes his – Security blanket. So at the end yeah, of the yeah. first half, they can't get it going. Pat Mahomes takes them down the field because the Jaguars gamble. He goes and scores, and you're like, uh-oh. They get mm-hmm. the ball coming back. That drive, Travis Kelsey has two catches. Bang, bang. Last one is a touchdown on what they always do. You get down in the red zone. Pat Mahomes kind of runs around. Travis Kelsey's like, oh, post up. Oh, touchdown. Puss yeah. it into yeah. the stands. And I'm sitting yeah. there, and I'm saying, man, because they've won so many games, their experience and expertise is going to allow them to steal games, kind of like that that vintage old team that's older than everybody. They just know how to win. As long as they have those three guys, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be a viable contender because their their supporting cast is fine, but those guys know how to make the plays that need to be made in those critical moments. You know what I was looking at? You know, looking at this game because I was doing game day live while this game was on, and so we would you know check in periodically, show some highlights from this game, and um, yeah. The one thing that I didn't realize in showing these highlights and talking about Patrick Mahomes spreading the football out like I have never Mm -hmm. seen before. Nine different receivers with multiple receptions, right? Nobody over four catches and then another couple of and then ends up, you know, finding completions to two additional receivers. So he completes passes to 11 different receivers. Meanwhile, you know, and I guess, you know, it can be a, a bit of a positive, too, for the Jaguars. Christian Kirk was the dude right in the past game. Today, uh, yesterday for uh, the Jags, Calvin Ridley, you know, just two catches, but Kirk ends up with 11. So, you know, it was a little bit more concentrated on that side, which is good because, you know, if Calvin's not there, you can you can find Kirk. But man, just the amount of different ways that Patrick Mahomes can find completions again, even if it's not Kelsey, uh, I think is is just dangerous, depending on how a defense wants to play them on any given week. I'm going to transition this to your game, Rhett, with this one to put a bow on that yep. uh, that Chiefs win. Are you Louisville? We talked so. Oh um, no, we weren't, we're not going to go there. Uh, to me, the, uh, the the AFC, it's. I don't know if we're going to see a 14 and two, 13 and three team this year. I, it is so loaded, and it's a, it's a, it's it is. <laughs> they're going to just beat each other up all year long. I mean, and and we'll get to it with your next game because here we are uh, with yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of teams or a lot of folks had them. You know, kind of as a Super Bowl, trendy Super Bowl pick here with what they've done over the last few years. And and here they're sitting at 0 2. 0 2. 0 2, Deej. And, you know, I think there was a lot of talk about Joe Burrow last week, right? And, you know, 
worst game of his career, career low passer rating, passing yards, completion percentage, you know, whatever you, and look, it wasn't a pretty game. Obviously this game was much better for Burrow. And I think it kind of gets lost in the fact that they lost here, but he made some big throws in Mm -hmm. this game, some tight window throws, some sideline throws. He was threading the needle, you know, beautiful back of the end zone throw to the pylon that went right through Tyler Boyd's hands. Now they end up scoring on the very next play to T Higgins. Um, But man, I mean like Burrow looked fine and they actually, protected him very well in this game. He was sacked once, but only hit three times. He's only pressured eight times, you know, depending on where you look for that. Um, you know, I think the what it comes down to here in this game for the Bengals was their defense. They couldn't get off the field. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about they were they allowed the Ravens to go nine for 14 on third down. The Ravens had drives of 13, 12, 12, and 10 plays and scored on all of them. Bengals ran just six plays in the first quarter. It was a very limited possession game. And so when you weren't scoring on offense, you found yourself, you know, in a 14 nothing hole. And then, you know, you are a 10 nothing hole and you get the punt return touchdown, which kind of saves your bacon there early from Charlie Jones. But um, I overall, I'm not concerned about Joe Burrow in the past game. I'd like to see a little bit more in the run game. I thought they protected him very well. I think defensively is where they're going to need to see some improvement here. They allowed the Ravens to really kind of run it up on them uh, in the ground game, too, in this one. Yeah, what's interesting about the Bengals, uh, the 0-2 start, Joe Burrow having uh, the recurring calf injury, I'm, I'm beginning to get a little concerned about that. Did he rush back? Is that going to be an issue yeah. that continues to kind of hamper them? But, you know, a lot of people didn't talk about it, but when they flipped out their secondary this offseason, they lost both of their safeties, Jesse Bates and Von Bell. Yep. I mean, say what you want about Eli Apple, Eli Apple was a starter. So three-fourths of your starting secondary is all gone. You're bringing in young players, trying to fit them in. They're trying to get the communication and, and, and stuff right. And so there are a lot of different things that are working. But this is about to be the way of the world for the Cincinnati Bengals because when Joe Burrow gets the money that he has, you're going to have to have to live with some of these growing pains from your young players. Um, Zach Taylor didn't seem too concerned after the game since we started this last year. But the difference last year and this year I believe the AFC is more competitive this year than it's ever been. And falling behind two games makes it really, really hard when we think about getting to the tournament, even though we're only in week two. Yeah, the other thing is on the Ravens side of things, I don't think they've got it all figured out just yet, but this is this is what they've always done. Even when they're trying to to, to change and morph and grow and evolve, they win games. Mm-hmm. Like they, yeah. it's that old thing. I mean, it sounds cliche. Winners win. Like the, the Ravens have won there for twenty plus years. They know how and to they win. Get in these, they, they get in these win. games. They don't lose them. They yeah. don't lose them. And they they're still, the good thing is, if you're a Ravens fan, they're going to get healthier and they're going to get more comfortable in this offense. And you're going to see it, you know, continue to grow as, as we go forward. So again, Ravens uh, off to a pretty good start here. A big win for them over the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll jump into uh, the Cowboys continue to just dominate. They did it for the second week in a row. We'll jump on that right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. All right, guys, uh, Cowboys, they uh, 40 to nothing week one over the Giants. Okay, I got got my attention. Um, and then you come back, you've got the Jets. Man, I would love to have seen you know, what Aaron Rodgers going in there, the hype around that game. You had Romo and Nance. It was all built up. And then, of course, Rodgers is gone. So you're going to see, let's see what Zach Wilson looks like. Is this the new Zach Wilson 2.0? What's this Jets offense look like? And the Cowboys defense came out there, completely dominated the football game, dominated them up front. 
Micah Parsons just making plays all over the place, using him as a looper. Um, they can do so many different things with them. They couldn't they couldn't block him. There was um, you know some interesting things on on that side of the ball for the Jets. They didn't run the ball. Brees Hall was tweeting about it after the game. They get four carries, so they just didn't. They didn't right. attempt to run the ball. And I and when they do run the ball, Buck, they're they should be good. a right hand. They should be a right handed run team. That's your power side. Like they they have a power side there. Vera Tucker Becton, and Becton, Becton, right? And Vera Tucker. That that's where you want to run. They're not they're not running. They're running the other side, which I do not understand. They go empty, and to me, it's. I don't know, I, and I'll get you on this, Buck, because I, I, some of the stuff I want to hit on this game, but I'll, I'll get it over to you. But the, uh, I feel like there's there's teams that run offenses and there's teams that run plays. They run plays, and you kind of like the empty the empty stuff. Like you got to be immersed in the empty stuff if you're going to do it. And I, on the broadcast, they were hammering Zach Wilson like, "Hey, it's empty. You can't you can't double hitch." I think Romo even said, "You double hitch, you're going to get sacked," mm-hmm. and he did. So I'm like I'm watching it, and and mind you, Zach had some t- his t- turnovers were terrible. He did not mm-hmm. play good. That, I'm not excusing his his performance, mm-hmm. but I'll say this: on that play, you've got um, oh gosh, the tight end. Why am I drawing a blank here? Uh, give me the uh, t- Uzama. Uzama. Uzama's in the, Uzama. Uzama. It's Uzama's yeah. in the Uzama. They're empty. He's in the slot. So he's running an out route. Buck. He gets the top of his route. And he's he's wiggle, trying wiggle, to give wiggle, shoulders. Wiggle, wiggle, I'm like, wiggle. dude, ball this is empty. The, ball the ball's got to go. Like this, you you are speed cutting everything. So Zach Wilson's waiting on him to finish his freaking dance moves at the top of his route, and he gets sacked. But I mean, that's why you can't just pick up a play. We're gonna do this a little bit. Of that like you have to major in something. Like that's got to be who you are and what you do because that's a teaching point. That's like lesson 101 when you're running empty stuff. Yeah, yeah. My frustration with the Jets, DJ. We we talked about it. Uh, we talked about like the blueprint and they should basically just steal what the 49ers have done early with Brock Purdy, run the football to the cows, come home, heavy formations, yeah. do stuff to just commit to it. And so wrote about it on Friday, talked about it, wrote yeah. about it. Hey, this is what the Jets can do. Hey, it's not all is not lost. And then I'm like, you tune in and you're like, all right, here we go. We're going to see, we can see the Jets yeah. get after they're going to run the ball. And you're like, whoa, why, whoa, why, hey, why, why are we doing yeah. so many this? passes? Like to me, I said, the magic number should be 38. They needed about 38 rushing attempts. You know, when you hear yeah. Shanahan talk some games, he's like, hey, this is a 40 rush attempt game. You're like, my God, like that's yeah. all the game. But to me, that's what they needed. They needed to play. Let's see if we can get the game into the fourth quarter and make it a 15-minute game. And they decided that they wanted to throw it. And you're right, Zach Wilson's turnovers were terrible. But some of that I'm saying... All the fourth quarter! I'm saying that's not even <laughs> use the error. I, I know. I'm, I'm just like, hey, like yeah. give your young quarterback a chance. And you're right. Mm-hmm. This is on solid. This is on Nathaniel Hackett. If you're going to play, because you saw how they played against Buffalo, complimentary football. We're going to run it. We're going to play defense. And every now and then, we'll give Zach an opportunity to push it down the field. But that wasn't the game plan that we saw against the Cowboys. Is this a, a situation at all, you guys think, where we're, we're still not yet evolved out of the Hackett and Rodgers offense to enough of what Zach can do well with Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. Like we're not, uh, we have not morphed the offense back, you know, away from the things that Aaron was really good at and that he and Nathaniel were really comfortable together game planning for and getting out there in a game and, and just haven't, re- we haven't gotten to that point yet where it's going to be, all right, Nathaniel's got to sit down with Zach and we, we just haven't, we haven't gotten enough of that yet. I mean, like, do we give it more time? Is it going to look better with time? 
Well, I mean, that's look, that's, that's, that's curious about. That might be the best defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And yeah. coming off coming off a week where you played pretty good against a really good defense in Buffalo that just stymied uh, the Raiders. So, and look, it doesn't get easier. Their schedule's brutal. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I will say, let's let's let it evolve a little bit. But if you if you, we finish the yeah. game the next week and you look down and Brees Hall's got four carries and Dalvin Cook's got four Bad carries. News. Oh yeah, by the way, Dalvin Cook fumbled um, and, and gave up a short field. I, that's not that formula ain't gonna work. Um, but like even like one one of the interceptions late on the go ball, like it's a hole shot, and Zach has a hose. Like that has to be a flat, firm ball. The safety is coming back from the backside. Yeah. Like you can fit that in. He's got the arm to fit it in, and he just lofts it, puts a bunch of air underneath it. Like that's not every throw requires a different trajectory and velocity. He just he it, it yeah. was the wrong choice from that standpoint. But he made some nice throws. Yeah. He did some decent things there. He just can't be. Like he's not the lead actor. If he's the lead actor in the play, the play's gonna suck. Mm-hmm. Like he's got to be playing yeah. in a supporting actor role, or that's not gonna work. The one thing that I know, I just saw this uh, tweet. They said after the game, uh, the teammates, five offensive teammates, surrounded Zach Wilson and encouraged him. And they talked about he's not yeah. the same guy. And so yeah. the coaches have to take that and make sure that they give him an opportunity to be successful. And it has to be run game first, Zach Wilson, right. Wilson second. So, so on the other side of this thing, uh, Buck, the. Uh, the Cowboys offense, Dak played great. They had ex- they had seven explosives. I believe they were all uh, – six of the seven were CeeDee Lamb. So I'm like, okay, who's CeeDee Lamb cooking here? What's he got going on? And it was double move against DJ Reed for a win. Yeah. It was a seam against zone. It was an out against zone. Uh, it was a whole shot against zone. Like, And I'm sitting here going like, man, from the, from the Cowboys side of things, hats off to you. You executed. Dak played great. From the Jets side of things – like you got a Ferrari and Sauce Gardner, you might as well take it out of the garage. Like he's 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 four guys like C.D. Lamb. Like let him out, let him go out there and, that's and not, go nose to nose. That, that's they goal. don't want to play like that. No, it's so it's so weird because like that's not how Salah gets down. Like they they are a hybrid zone team, and you have that Ferrari as you talk about a Sauce Gardner. Like everyone is is looking for that corner because in yeah. that game, hey Sauce, yeah. This is you your chance it. to really solidify your reputation I mean, as a dude. You got him wherever he goes, and we'll work mm-hmm. around it. Some people are not comfortable living in that world because it makes the other 10 guys have to adjust. But in, if, of all the times, yeah, you got to play man-to-man. You got to make him earn his yards when you got a superior athlete like that. And well, so, let, me go, let, let me go back to you on that real quick, and then Rhett, jump in on the back of this. The, the, uh, the NFL, to me, Guys, it's it's a matchup league. Mm-hmm. It, it that that's all it is. Yep. It's a matchup league, and to me, I can understand you lose. Hey, good on good, you got me, you win. But I feel like I'm seeing it through two weeks now, and I've seen it a lot of these games. And this is another example of it. Like you get back on the bus knowing that you you let their best player beat up on either a zone where you weren't dialed in on him, or you didn't have your best guy on him. I, I just don't. That doesn't make any sense to me. It it, it doesn't. I mean, I don't get it. I, go home, go go swinging, man, but don't let him. Don't let them beat you Don't with the best, the best pitch. Guy. Don't let the best guy beat you. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in looking at this, you know, from the Cowboys offensive perspective, um, you know, obviously, you know, hat tip and what we saw on the defensive side, my goodness. But I think the early returns on what we've seen from Mike McCarthy calling plays wow. pretty dang solid. Uh, I think you've gotten, you know, the very best out of Dak Prescott, um, you know, very efficient Dak you're talking about 31 completions, only going for 255 yards. May not have seen that in years mm-hmm. past, but you'll take that because it's a goose egg by the interception column. And then mm-hmm. on the other side, look, Tony Pollard, um, you know, that's a that is a tough front mm-hmm. and right in a really good second level. That front seven for the Jets is as good as anybody in the league. 
and they kept pounding it, right? 25 carries mm -hmm. for Tony Pollard and didn't get, you know, didn't shy away, even though they were only, you know, they were sub three yards a carry for much of the game. So, you know, I, I think that commitment to the run game is showing some dent some dividends and this, you know, kind of new way of going about attacking defenses from a play calling perspective for Dallas is showing some really positive early returns. We'll obviously keep an eye on it down the stretch here. That's a good note on uh, Mike McCarthy because um, I don't yeah. think people really understand how good of a play call he was. A lot of it was attributed to Aaron Rodgers. But one of the things he talked about yeah. in the offseason is making sure the running game has to be a factor to make the game easy for the quarterback. And so the commitment to the running game, you see, is not just to pound and control the clock. It's to unlock some of the big plays that we're seeing from yeah. Prescott and to make the game easy for the quarterback. And so I get that. And maybe sometimes... It's the experience of a long-time guy that can do it. All right, what's the next one here? What we got? Okay. Oh, got the Niners and the Rams. The Niners. The Niners come down the to Niners L.A., go. taking over whose house, and just doing what they've always done with <laughs> Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. Like, this is, I mean, we talk about big brother, little brother, knowing each other and doing those things. But there's something about Kyle Shanahan. He just understands how to play against the Rams. And Raheem Morris, one of his best friends, but – the Niners offense, man. Christian McCaffrey going over 100 yards. Brock Purdy looking like a like a casino dealer just making play after play and play the <laughs> swag that he has and all this other stuff. Look, man, I'm, I'm going to tell you, for a guy to be the seventh-round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, I don't know if that, I've ever seen a more perfect fit with this dude in this offense with this play caller. It is amazing to me to see Brock Purdy really elevate this offense the way they test. And then when you hear the stories about Trent Williams and those guys saying they knew way back, they knew way back in camp that not this camp, but last year that, Hey man, this yeah. dude has some stuff to him. I don't know, man. I think it's the mystery that every scout has to, has to solve because if you can find a quarterback like that, Oh my gosh, man, we need, yeah. we need to figure out what the secret sauce is. Cause I'm trying to figure out what the secret sauce is to know that Brock Purdy is the guy because you see it each and every week for the Niners. You know, I, I just kind of going back and, uh, and I, I was driving home listening to some of this game. Um, and, you know, I think from the 49ers perspective, you, you just kind of take a peek at some of the production. You're like, all right, Purdy throws for 200 yards. You know, McCaffrey runs for buck 16. Obviously, that's a you know, 100 yard game. Uh, you know, you're average about six yards a pop. But I mean, it was not like an overly, you know, McCaffrey did have the long, you know, 51 yard run, which was impressive. But it was not like an overly you know, crazy offensive output. Still, they throw up 30 points. I mean, they started mm -hmm. almost every one of their, every single one of their drives started at or around the 25, the minus 25 yard line. And they still, you know, kind of methodically seven play drive, seven play drive, five play, six play, seven, you know, 11, like they don't go three and out a bunch. You know, they find ways to stay on the field and, and just put points on the board. And it just, it's like a cumulative thing with the Niners. And speaking of cumulative, how about my guy Puka? Twenty <laughs> targets in this game yeah. with fifteen catches. Are you kidding? I, I am ashamed that I shied away from him in this matchup against him. the Forty. Yeah, no, you didn't pick him. You're scared. You're scared. Like you don't get rewarded. Uh, I was well, scared. You don't, you don't get rewarded. Yeah, you found him, and then you let him go. Yeah, we'll have the updates on that. I don't even know who won. <laughs> I, like, I can't even remember who I, I picked, either. but we'll find That's we'll tomorrow. find out tomorrow. That's tomorrow. But um, on on the Puka thing, because I was I was going to put a bow on this and then get it back to Rhett on this next game. Yeah. Uh, Bucky and I have talked for years about the wideouts, and we've used the phrase that's the polished route runners. It's the craftsmen. Mm -hmm. um, 
it is it is held so true where I almost feel like if you go back through every draft and we just say, okay, these were the purest route runners. Best route runners. Because I'm going back, you, you look at like CeeDee Lamb who goes off today. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there was so many wideouts in that draft. I think we had him as the top. I think we both had him as the top guy. Yeah, he was up there. Uh, in that draft, way up there. And uh, because the, the route running, it plays, man. Like that's, and especially the more two-eyed safety stuff we're seeing all over the league, you got to be able to uncover underneath. So you better be efficient. You better be able to get in and out of breaks. And you don't, and it, it's like they all have the same, they almost all have the same uh, kind of formula. They're all mid four, five guys. They've all got play strength and they can all separate. Like Buck, I feel run, like this is the, just another example. It's the run after catch stuff. And DJ, but you remember we did that study years ago and we found yeah. that the number ones were, I think the average 40 time was four, five, four. And so yeah. I will say this as someone, as a receiver, I could never stop. Like, I was fast going, but I could never stop, take 15 steps to stop on a comeback. <laughs> like Luis Mendoza and uh, but, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> but, but, but DJ, there's something to those guys because the guys that are not as fast, they have more control so they can stop and start and get in and out of their breaks. Whereas a lot of oh. times it is rare to find a guy who is fast going up the field, can put his foot in the ground and then go. That's why Tyreek Hill is a is he's an anomaly. planet. He's, yeah. he's, like, he, he's, he's a different... He's a different dude. Like, you don't see many guys that can do that. But you're right. As we continue to look and kind of study the wide receivers that are popping, it's four fives, route runners. And you know, you know, you know who my comp was on him, by the way, when I went back and looked through my notes? Hushmanzada. Hushmanzada, who I think had been training him. But that was Good my one. comp for him as a route runner. Because remember, Hush, who was, Hush was not fast coming out. Oh, and, but, he could just se- yeah. but he could separate, catch everything. I tr- Look, I timed him. Remember at the old Oregon State facility? Yeah. Upstairs, they were running the cafeteria on carpet. Yes, yes. And they were run into the wall, and you had to catch them. Yes. I timed them up there, and it was, <laughs> I think it was four, five, nine, because I liked yeah. it. I think I might have pencil whipped it instead of four, six, one. <laughs> but he played with Chad Johnson. He got Chad Johnson yeah. lined up. And when you did the scouting, because it's funny, Jonathan Smith was a quarterback. Chad Johnson was a mm. receiver. TJ was on the other side. TJ did all the dirty work. He was a guy that yeah. did all the dirty work, the possession receiver and those things. And look, man, my, my guy from Rams is doing it. He is falling. No What's going to happen when Cooper Cup Puka. comes back? What, what, what happens? Where's the ball going to go? And they're going to have two receivers with, with uh, 20 targets apiece <laughs> and 10 catches each. <laughs> it's going to play with it. Red, Red's trying to figure out how do they play with three slot receivers? Like, how do we do this? <laughs> you know? Don't worry, Skoranek will get his targets too. Don't you yes, worry. There you go. There you go. Uh, what do you got next, Rhett? All right, let's uh, let's move to a really fun game in Detroit, and obviously more fun if you were a Seahawks fan. Full disclosure: I didn't see, I did not see one play of this game. So this is like hearing a story for the first time. So <laughs> I don't know what happened. This okay, game. well let's l- let's tell it, shall we? Because it was a lot of fun, and we went, we kept coming back to this thing on game day live. Uh, it just every every couple of minutes, it felt like there was a new, there was a big highlight happening. There was a score happening again. It was a thirty-seven thirty-one game in overtime. And I, I thought the quarterbacks in this game were fantastic. Gino and Jared Goff were absolutely mm-hmm. dueling and dealing. Okay. Um, I mean, the, the, these guys, if, if I go back, I think the opening drive for Seattle um, was a 12 play, 70 yard touchdown. Uh, they had a big play to DK Metcalf. They get down to the goal line and Kenneth Walker uh, ends up punching it in. The run game for either team in this game were, were minimal. Both of these quarterbacks 
were well over 60% completion in this game, uh, up near 70, 72 in this game. I mean, golf is 28 to 35. Gino was 32 with 41. I mean, the way that they were spreading the football around and just making big plays, chunk plays, 18, 12 yards, 20 yards, 16 here and there. I mean, it was look, it, it, a tough day if you're a defensive coordinator. Uh, I don't think either team got a ton of pressure on the opposing quarterback. Um, in fact, I was looking at that. It was kind of one of the reasons I was like, God, how, Gino's just kind of sitting back there and carving these guys up. You know, Aiden Hutchinson was the only guy that was really providing any type of pressure. They got nothing from the interior players like Aline McNeil and uh, Levi Onsarike for the Lions up front. So I want to be better up there in the interior, kind of trying to collapse that pocket a little bit. Um, but I just, I thought both of the quarterbacks were really good. The one mistake though, and it was kind of hard to diagnose uh, on the tape, but as you went back and watched the interception from Goff, that was a pick six from Trey Brown. Kind of running like a chase concept. They had a driver. Uh, we had Josh Reynolds on a drive route, and then they were running the, the chase from the back, right? Jameer Gibbs on a little Texas route to kind of follow and get into that gap. And I, it almost looked like Goff was expecting uh, Gibbs to sit down, but with the concept that just didn't seem right because the ball is about three or four yards behind him. And then you look back, you see Nuchenna Nuoso is absolutely folding up the right tackle uh, <laughs> and, and coming through there. Just, just pr- yeah. provides some real pressure. And so uh, throws it right to Trey Brown, who takes it to the house. And that ends up being the difference in the game. Now, he responded well. Goff did, came back, led a couple of more scoring drives. All I got to say is both these teams, really fun to watch on offense. The pass games were fantastic. I think they can run the ball when they really want to. But um I, I came away really encouraged by both of those quarterbacks who both of which last season entered with real question marks, right? About whether they were the guy for their teams. No, it's, it's good to see both of those quarterbacks much maligned, but both guys have responded really well yeah. in their new environments. Uh, you talk about Jerry Goff playing to the point where look, Detroit's going to have to kind of write a big check to keep him around because he's playing at that level yeah. where I, it doesn't make sense for them to say, oh, we're going to move on from him and go and get one in the draft. Geno Smith also for the Seattle Seahawks, the way that he's been able to kind of drive that offense. And we expected this offense to be explosive and dynamic with the pieces that they have. And they're continuing to do so. It, it's funny because we talk about how tight it is in the AFC. I think we'll begin to see some separation in the NFC with the quarterback play. And we can talk about Jerry Goff and Geno Smith being yeah. at the top of the, the at the top of the charts when it comes to the NFC, because that's going to be the deciding factor in the NFC, the quarterback play. And, you know, just to wrap this up, uh, because uh, we did get the season or the NFL debut from a top 10 pick in the cornerback, Devin Witherspoon uh, out of Illinois for the Seahawks, played basically the entire game for the Seahawks. I went back and watched uh, all of his snaps, too. I thought he was excellent run support, man, his mentality, his aggressiveness. I think you saw that at Illinois a bunch. Part of the reason why we loved him. Right. He's just kind of he's a missile all over the place. And and. You know, he's got the speed to cover ground, saw it on a PBU he forced on a San Laporta crossing route. Problem is, he's so willing in the run game, he really got sucked up on the flea flicker that Jared Goff yeah. ended up throwing to Khalif Raymond. And but he wasn't the only one. Quandre Diggs uh took took some heat on that one too. But um I think they're gonna love Witherspoon and Woolen and and Trey Brown in there as a as a third corner too in Seattle for many years to come. All right, I'll, I'll keep us moving, but I do just want to point out right now, week two of the season, that I'm predicting this uh, Seahawks-Lions will be like a Saturday morning uh, playoff wildcard game. That just feels yeah, like... Fun. It just feels like that's your, that's your like Cheerios uh, playoff game. You know, that is, that is, that and, is fun. Uh, it'll be a fun... <laughs> it'll be a fun one. Um, all right, uh, Falcons in a big win over the Packers. Sorry, Nabil, 25-24. Um, dug into this tape this morning. I wanted to see Ritter 
Ritter was uh, 19 to 32 for what 239, 237. Um, had a touchdown, a pick. The pick he just gets drilled by Kenny Clark, absolutely smoked in, yeah. in the backfield. But man, he could have had two other picks, like two other throws. One hit Quay Walker right in the chest uh, that he dropped. So it was a little bit spotty from from him. But they got Drake London going, which was nice to see. Got him involved. Um, I'm just watching this going like, man, we. This is a big win, and Bijan. I'll get to Bijan in a second. But this was my thought walk, watching this: was you, we've heard so much scuttlebutt about man. If you're uh, you're the Jets, you tr- trade for Kirk Cousins. Like your team's ready to win right now. I'm looking at a pretty good offensive line in mm-hmm. Atlanta, and I'm looking at one of the better sets of skill positions, led by I think mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson. You, I, I, you don't. I can't tell you one running back I take over him, and I know McCaffrey and what he is. I'm mm-hmm. just saying with what I saw with my eyes in that game, he looked like this a young Damian Tomlinson. This the point, money, like money a, spot, oh, absolutely. Bichon. I will take yeah. Bijan right now. <laughs> so I'm sitting here going like, shoot, maybe the Falcons need to trade for Kirk Cousins. I mean, I, I don't want to. I'm not trying to to bury Desmond Ritter here. He just he's okay. Yeah. But that's a massive upgrade. And this team, this division's infinitely winnable right now. And they they are a quarterback away. So that was my takeaway on the Falcon side of things. On the other side, Quay Walker, who I mentioned, 17 tackles. He was flying all over the field. Their defense played, you know, they, they flew around, played well. Obviously, you don't end up getting getting the win that you want there. Jordan Love was fine. You know, the numbers look good. He just didn't put up a bunch of yards. Um, but uh, to me, that was my takeaway. I, I just came away going like, golly, they're, uh, you throw a quarterback on Atlanta, like they're ready to roll. Yeah. And and also just uh, to button up the Jordan Love part, uh, Bucky, n- no Christian Watson, no David Bakhtiari, no Aaron Jones for the Packers. You're talking about three kind of you know budding superstar players, at least in Watson's case. Uh, like they're going to get better. This Packers team's going to be better. They're absolutely going to be better. Now they got to better. They have to get improve on defending yeah. the run. But let's just talk about the Falcons in the running game because everyone deadpan the pick when they took B. Jumper. What are they doing? They just got Tyler Azure. Why would they take? A running back. Why would they be committed to, to this much to the running back position? And DJ, the comparison was Ladanian Thompson when B. John Robinson was coming out. You just don't turn down a Ladanian yep. Thompson type when you have an opportunity to do it. And Arthur mm-hmm. Smith talks about last year they could run the ball on anybody. Well, now you add a better player to a team that can run the football. The fact that they were down in the fourth quarter still committed to running the ball lets you know exactly how they feel. And in a league where guys are getting smaller on defense. The running game is a huge advantage. And Arthur Smith has to look to the West and see what the Niners are doing and say that if we can run the football, it's going to give us a chance to get in the tournament. And then if we get a quarterback, the right quarterback, it's going to give us a chance to, to, to win a bunch of games and make it maybe advance far. Remember last week, Buck, I said, hey, they got this they got this new driver and it's like a teenage driver and they just kind of drove around the neighborhood. They, they, they let Bijan get on the freeway a little bit in this <laughs> oh, one. They, get, they gave him some touches. They let him get, hey, we're going to go a couple exits down. We'll get you off the freeway. But he got to open it up. He got to, he found, he found fifth gear in this one, Rhett. They opened it up a little bit. No doubt. It was so much fun to watch. I mean, his ability, his cutting ability, like. Oh, it's stupid. I, I don't think he's just, I don't think we see that anywhere else. Um, that frequently, at least. I mean, the amount uh, of moves he can impressive. make in this the framework of one, one play is just so much fun to watch. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I did have Bijan in case anybody was wondering for tomorrow's show. Okay. Oh, there, you, there you go. Um, all right, Buck, uh, get us to, uh, is this is our final one here. We got to the Dolphins yeah. Patriots. This is the last one. What do you got? Okay. So the uh, Patriots and Dolphins, t- to me, it's really fascinating and interesting because everyone wanted to know what was Bill Belichick going to do with Tyreek Hill after watching Tyreek Hill go absolutely ban- bananas against uh, the Chargers. How is he going to throw the blanket over him? And for the most part, they did a pretty solid job of keeping him 
under wraps, didn't let him get loose. He only had 40 yards. It continues the theme where when he plays the Patriots, he's really a non-factor. The thing that finally impressed me about the Dolphins, they ran the football. Like, this is the Dolphins that I thought we were going to see at the beginning in terms of running the football, Mike McDaniel being the run game guru, getting to it. They got to it, and it really affected me because that's the way they were able to kind of win the game. But what I like about the Dolphins this year, they can put you on the freeway and they can throw it all over the yard with Waddle Mm -hmm. and Tyreek Hill. Tua, look, I don't know how he gets the ball out so fast. He sees the blitz. It's like hot potato. It is out. Not mm-hmm. really taking any shots. And so you have the ability to kind of put the stress on opponents with the speed of your wide receiver core, but you have the physicality and the toughness of the running game. If they can put this together consistently, they're they are a hard team to defend. Very difficult. Buck, did you ever did, did you ever play the game, that little device called Bop It? Did you ever like with your kids or whatever? I don't know what that so is. you know what this thing was? There's there's a game called Bop It. So it's like this, it's like this stick thing and it has a buzzer on it. And then so one of the handles you twist it so that it, it has the audio. It goes, it goes ding ding, twist it. So you have to twist it. Then it goes bop it. Then you have to hit the thing, pull it. So then you like pull the other one. And then it starts going faster and faster. And you got to listen to it and react real quick, or you or the buzzer and you lose. <laughs> I'm like, I bet Tua is an animal at that <laughs> game I, as a kid yeah. he was a bam 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 like his processing and how quick he's getting the ball is stupid and a lot of times with that you sacrifice big plays Rhett like they're still getting yeah. chunk plays with him getting the ball out like that I mean the ball comes up yeah and it's a lot of fun to watch I mean he and Mike McDaniel are, are definitely uh rolling right now I mean you want to talk about a dude that's five and oh against Bill Belichick come on yeah that doesn't happen come on that does not now look I know it's not a quarterback versus a head coach but you just still I think you can draw some context from that, right? Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you on that for sure. And you know what? I was kind of just looking at it. And, you know, as we're kind of assessing the shape in which this Patriots offense is going to take moving forward. I mean, 58 dropbacks in week one for Mac Jones, 47 mm. in week two. That ain't it. Mm-mm. I, I don't know, man. I, and like, I think we shouldn't really be surprised thinking about the way that Bill O'Brien ran this Patriots offense when he was the, the OC before Josh McDaniels came back. They're throwing it all over the place. You know, they just, they don't have Randy Moss uh, on the, on this team. You know, they don't just the, the high end targets to me don't necessarily match up with the way in which they're playing at this point. Uh, maybe it will eventually, but at this point, I, I don't know. I'd love to see a little more Ramondre Stevenson. Um, I think he can be a, I think he can be a force, but um I don't know. That's just one one thing that jumped out to me on the way the Patriots are operating at this point, DJ. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I, I was gonna say it would have been mean if you'd have said it, but I thought you were getting ready to drop the. Uh, they they got Kate Moss out there. They don't have Randy Moss out there. Are you gonna go <laughs> Randy Moss? Our yes. Randy Moss, who's worked at NFL Media, does horse racing, or, yeah, or Todd yeah. Mossberg, one of our producers. Oh, but, Mossy, uh, Mossy, shout out. Yeah. Mossy, yeah, Mossy, Mossy, shout out. Up for Mossy, yes. Um, all right, here's what we're gonna do. The games we didn't touch. We're, we're, this is gonna be literally less than thirty seconds. Uh, we'll just go. go around the horn, and uh, I'll pick one. Then I'll give uh, Bucky. You do the the second one. Rhett, the third one. We'll just go down the list here. So uh, Bears, right. Bucks, Bears, Bucks. To me, uh, Mike Evans, huge day. Watched all his explosives. Baker Mayfield's throwing with anticipation. The ball is out. We talk about Tua doing that. Baker did that, and then also Baker extending plays. So get the ball out on time with anticipation to win, and then every now and then extend, create. It got a broken play. Got Mike Williams on a big one there. So that was kind of the 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 the. Thing that got people excited about Baker Mayfield you saw in this game and Mike Williams was the beneficiary. All right, Mike Colts Evans. Texans. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Mike Evans. There you go. Yep. Uh, Colts Texans. Uh, 
like go ahead, Buck. Yeah, what go ahead. Yeah, Colts, no, Texans. no. I mean, look, I think this always comes down to Anthony Richardson. The first uh, two scores, you see him run around and do all the things that we talk about. But for the second week in a row, he's been out the game. And so, if Anthony Richardson is going to be this wonderkin that does all this stuff on the ground, he has to find a way to protect himself. And I see a, a, a talented runner. I see a runner that lacks a little awareness when it comes to, hey, man, I'm about to get hit. I need to get down or whatever. I don't think he's the most natural runner, despite the the, look, the tremendous physical gifts that he possesses. Yeah. Uh, Quickly for me, Raiders Bills uh, was one that I was watching quite a bit. Raiders run down and score a touchdown on the opening drive. And you're like, all right, this Raiders team beat the Broncos week one. They're rocking and rolling here on the road for a second straight week. And then the Bills come back and score like 38 unanswered points. Uh, and we got we we got good we got good Josh Allen uh, yesterday. Real good Josh Allen. Thirty one completions, two hundred and seventy four yards, zero turnovers. When he has zero turnovers, the Bills win football games. Also got a hundred yard day from James Cook. So the Bills found a formula on offense. Deej. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah, nice to see Josh Allen bounce back. Giants Cardinals. I'll be honest with you. Uh, every now and then on my picks. I'm not ashamed to admit that I farm them out to my son and his roommates at the at his, uh, Baylor apartment. Uh, and this week when uh, when they sent them back to me and they had the Cardinals uh, beating the Giants, I thought, well, I'm getting ready to be a laughing stock uh, around the sports world that I, I was the only one who picked that game slash my son and his four roommates. Um, but man, I'm, I'm getting on the bus for the Chargers. I'm like, yeah, it's tough loss for the Chargers, but I'm going to look like the smartest guy in the world. The Cardinals are beating the brakes <laughs> off the Giants right now. Holy beating, crud. Beating the brakes off of them. Uh, and yeah, then Daniel Jones just put on a clinic with Dayball yeah, and they came back and, and, and won the game. So as a man, that's a big performance for them as the, I mean, not saying the heat, they were a playoff team last year, but man, as bad as they looked against the Cowboys, now you're going to go lose the Cardinals. Um, they bounced back and uh, it was a big win for them. Uh, so that was my, uh, my almost uh, victory lap that I got to take there. It didn't happen. C- Commanders and Broncos nice. was the same uh, for me. I'm sitting there, I look up and man, yeah. the Broncos are just absolutely waxing <laughs> the Commanders. And then all of a sudden it all flips. It all flips around. Eric Bieniemy, this offense, finds a way. Sam Howell gets hot. They kind of get it going. And they end up winning, in spite of a Hail Mary being surrendered and having to defend a two-point play. Uh, big win. The commanders are 2-0. and oh, And I don't know if any of us saw that coming. Yeah. Uh, if I could just double down on that one real quick. You know, it was a tough, uh, it was a tough weekend, you know, here in the uh, Kleinschmidt-Lewis-Whitworth uh, household. Um, you know, wife's Colorado State Rams fall in yeah. overtime to see you and then the Broncos, you know, they get the, they get the hail Mary. They did the hard part at the very end. (laughs) All they needed was the two point conversion. So, um, good news is though, uh, you guys should check it out by the way. Uh, shameless plug here for the wife's big show. Uh, the big story, ABC news live. She's hosting, um, here just started. At 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern time on ABC News Live. Uh, wow. Check out uh, the most talented member of this household. I saw that. Way to go, Kana. That's what I'm talking about. Way to go, Kana. Nicely, nicely done. Nicely done. All right. So, Buck, tough one. Uh, uh, Jags lose. Chargers lose. The two teams we work with. But, hey, our college teams won. Something Rhett doesn't know anything about. How but about uh, big wins Bye. for, uh, for those guys. Won. And then, hey, I saw App State East Carolina. Yeah, yeah, East Carolina. Just playing Pirates everybody, didn't want any. Just playing, playing everybody in state? Is that, that what the schedule trying to win is state, now? Right? We're just, try, just trying to win a state championship, but that's all. That's we're, all we're what's Greensboro to do. doing? Are yeah, they playing? Yeah, yeah. Come on up. Come on up the hill. Um, all right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, again, appreciate everybody. We've got some some new uh, reviews and, and, and five-star ratings. We appreciate those. 
um, as we continue to grow this thing. Coming up on a thousand, we're going to have a thousand. I think is it later this week or next week? It's coming up. It's coming. Soon. Uh, so it's coming soon. Uh, next week, uh, Nabil just said. So episode number one thousand. I'm sure we've got something really, really special planned there. Uh, maybe we'll try and see if we can coax the Hoosiers into winning a game for Rhett, and make him feel better. I don't know. We'll see. We, we got can. it. All right, we'll see. All right, that's going to do it for us. Appreciate you guys hanging with us. We'll see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.